Ah. Ah. Another week. There we are, lads. Another another week, another show. I'm actually on this one. <laughs> yes, you you did manage to make it. I did. Well, you know, I was dis previously disposed. Previously disposed? I don't even know if that's the right terminology. I don't know. I have no and idea. I wasn't here. Yes, you were not here. <clears throat> How was your fishing trip? I didn't go fishing. Oh, well, I kind of did. Oh. Junk fishing. It was that good, though. I had a good time, man. Yeah. Hanging, hanging out with all the country music stars and shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any of them, but they were there. I was close. I could feel it. Did you jam with any of them? I, I, in my mind. <laughs> That's about it. Got to see the Grand Ole Opry, man. That, that place is pretty sweet. I mean, I, I didn't go inside, though. If you say so, Steve. Well, they charge you money to go inside. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a cheap bastard. We know. So, I got pictures. You don't have to tell us. Yeah. We're, we're aware. We're not judging. No. No judgment here, Steve. None? Not at all. Well, I, I did go to Cooters. Yeah. That's that, you know, and there's some like controversy around that car and shit. The General Lee, it's got a flag thingy on top that people don't like. Mm -hmm. But hey, I went there anyway. So are you still That's not sure. judging? I'm still not judging. Okay. What am I supposed to judge you for? I don't know. I went to antique archaeology too while I was down there. Hmm. That, was, that was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we managed to make it without you. Yeah, barely, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, it was rough. I was sure yeah. it was a shit show. I didn't listen back to it. I, I knew that it was going to be really bad. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't listen. Yeah, well, you know, it, it was what it usually is, even with you on it. Yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Richard, you did your uh, research for this week. Yeah, huh? Okay. I have thoroughly researched the topic at hand. Mm. And he managed to get in his wind tunnel. He did. How does <laughs> that How, why is it that the minute I start to broadcast, he's in a wind tunnel? I don't know, because prior to the show, it was completely silent on his end. It was nice. There was no wind. No, no. I mean, just clear as day, he was speaking, and I could understand everything he said. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the show starts, Boom. I think I think it's on purpose. I do, too. I think I'm just uh, determined to ruin you guys' show. Oh. Any means necessary. <laughs> Kudos. You're doing well. <laughs> You've done fine. <laughs> Doing, doing a great job just destroying this podcast week by week little by little <laughs> I think. Uh, yep. Yep. so uh we ready to start this shit yeah hold on a second oh, yar, no. yar, yar. 
Okay, go. Yeah. You had to get the exercise. You had the voice, the voice exercise. Got to exercise the golden pipes, guys. <laughs> too early for a death threat. Oh. It's, it's it's coming. <laughs> I assure you. This is the Forty and Slip, episode forty-nine. Tungusta. I like well, the way you said that. The Tunguska event. That's not how they say it in Russia. It's in Russia, right? I, I think so. Yeah. Well, Richard did the research, so Duh. we'll yeah. we'll be confirmed here soon. We don't know anything. No, I know. Yes. I know barely anything. Mm. But uh, yeah, so uh, we made it through Diet Law Path without you yet again. I mean, I I I was thinking back, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You've only done one Dyatlov Pass episode with me. And that was just in passing, I think. I don't think we did a whole episode on it. I kind of want to go back and look now. Yeah. Well, Richard, being the super fan that he is, will be able to tell you for certain. No, he can't. No, he doesn't know? No, not for sure. Mm. No one knows for sure, Steve. I do remember the week after you and I did did the show on Dialoff Pass. I came on and we spoke about it briefly. That's the only time I recall. Mm -hmm. So I think, no, I've never really done a Dialoff Pass show. Hmm. Okay, I don't have anything to add. Okay, good. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Some people got lost and they froze to death. I mean, what else is there? Oh, I mean, Phil destroyed it anyway. Oh, Phil does that. From, from the sideline. If if he had been here on the show, he'd have destroyed it even worse. Yeah, but Phil does like that. Even messages and fucking comments. Hmm. Doing his fucking shit where he just destroys any hope of a supernatural event anywhere. Why are we even friends with that guy? I don't know. He just ruins everything. Because he wrote us those really nice begging letters. Yeah. He was like, please, please, guys, don't leave me. Everyone else left me. Not you guys. You guys are the best. And I didn't have the heart to not be his friend anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't get one of those letters because if I did, I wouldn't have been his friend anymore. Maybe he shouldn't send me that letter. I don't know. <clears throat> Anybody who has to beg for my friendship doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Nobody's just ever done it. I'm just saying. I, I just would like one video to like friggin' not confirm on all points. Yeah, not not be completely destroyed by the destroyer. <laughs> Why can't he? I mean, it's like some sort of disease he has. Should and, mimic Facebook, find Bigfoot, be like, well, here we know, guys. We've got a. Wonderful video here. It's a seven-point video. You can see the uh, the way the light reflects off the face. Can and uh, yeah, that's what they used to do, and they were really good at it. They're really good at bullshit. You're right. Yeah, they, yeah, they, really they could find a big everybody's ass. Find <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bigfoot in anything. Fucking rock, tree. That's right. They were well, great. They're fucking we need, everywhere. We need that sort of thing. I, I wish they would come back. 
Bigfoot? Well, no, the Facebook find Bigfoot guys. Yeah. Who used fake names and were really like these really rich guys. <laughs> they were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. They had a lot of money. This I did not know. Oh, yeah. I mm -hmm. kind of found out the identity of one of them and then went from there. And, yeah, they were, yeah, they were doing it for, you know, obviously monetary purposes of a YouTube channel and making oh. some money, I'm sure. Yeah, well, most people do. Back in those days, it was a lot easier to make money on YouTube than it is now. Oh, yeah, yeah. M marginally. You know, I mean, I, <clears throat> I personally, and I don't make a lot. Like, I make very, very little. But the amounts that I have made from YouTube have gone down so dramatically. It's, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no comparison to what it used to be. No. So. Now, depends on. I, I do know people who are still making good money on YouTube, but they're not doing Bigfoot shit. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, no, not in this industry, not in this yeah. uh, community. I guess you'd call it. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but hey, it, it, it is what it is, and it's you know, it's something that I at this point that I think we do just because it's it's an outlet, you know, and it's. You know, I we enjoy of it. Yeah, well, we enjoyed doing it because I mean, if not, we wouldn't still be doing it. I was lying, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. So yes, Tunguska. What the hell's a Tunguska? Tunguska. Uh, now I want to see if I remember this correctly. So, uh, according to the reports or whatever, like a meteor exploded. When the, we don't no. know. No. No. All right. And then I don't know. All right. Richard. It's a UFO crash, I think. But Richard will. Fucking Christ. Lay it on me. Tunguska. So, Go. Tunguska. So this Tunguska. all starts one day in 1908 when an explosion 1,000 times greater than that of an atomic bomb mm -hmm. dropped on Hiroshima erupted in the remote Siberian wilderness shattering the calm of the icy landscape and flattening 80 million trees in the area. What exactly did they count caused... all the trees? I mean, did they, yeah, they physically count them? Yeah, they had some guys go around with like, a, a clipboard and he kept losing count halfway through. And, and start over know, again. <laughs> yeah, he, they ended up committing him because he, mm. he got tree stump madness. Is that documented somewhere where we can read about it, or did you just, you know, pull that out of your ass? I just pulled that out of my ass, dude. Mm. I mean, right. come on. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. Play the game. I mean, All right, Tunguska, 80 million trees. When did this happen? Did you say that yet? 1908. Ooh, that was before the atomic bombs. June hmm. 30th. Okay. So, uh, what exactly caused this devastating blast is still in question, to this day. So on the 30th of June 1908 at around 7.17 a.m., uh, the few inhabitants of the remote Siberian region of Krasnoyarsk Kral awoke to see a column. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what it is. Krasnoyarsk. <laughs> it probably is. I'm good at pronouncing Russian stuff. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're the best. My mom says so. So. Boom, mic drop. 
So they awoke to see a column of blue light, nearly as bright as the sun, moving across the sky. Then they heard a devastating boom and shockwave. Yeah, boom. It was massive. And shockwaves travel. Sure it sounded just like that. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded yeah, like. Yeah. It, it was just boom. And they were all, what the fuck was that? Mm. Uh, we're all going to die and shit now. Ah. Well, mm -hmm. I don't think. Yeah. So, boom. That's what happened. And shockwaves traveled across the shattering, the area, shattering windows and knocking people flat off their feet. So, like, boom, knocks people on their back. Shit's getting real right now in the Krasnoyarsk crowd. S.B. Semenov, a peasant living in the area at the time, described the event saying over Onukul's Tunskuka Road, the sky <laughs> split in two. Fire appeared high and wide over the forest. Tunskuka is a really easy word to pronounce. And you still screwed it up. Do you want a fucking bunch of fives? Because that's what you're aiming for. All right. I'll have a mind to get over there and give you a good hiding for getting uppity. Tunguska. Tunguska. So the sky split in two and fire appeared high and wide over the forest. The split in the sky grew larger and the entire northern side was covered in fire. That's been a hell of a sight. But at that moment, it became so hot that he couldn't bear it, as if his shirt was on fire from the northern side where the fire was, became strong heat. He wanted to tear off his shirt and throw it down, but then the sky shut closed and a strong thump sounded and he was thrown a few meters. So, you know, big explosion, lots of fire. You're getting the idea. Mm-hmm. Other eyewitness accounts include that of Lunchitikin, a member of the indigenous Tungus people of the region whose relative herded reindeer in the area of the blast. <laughs> I just find it funny that they herded reindeer. So I don't know why. Right, so it's Siberia. A profitable I mean, job. I guess. There's lots of money in reindeer. What do you got to do? I mean, are they flying reindeer? No, they they're not be. flying reindeer. Just you do, you do enough mushrooms, Steve. They'll fly. Mm. <laughs> Is Santa Claus really from Siberia? No, he's from the mm. North Powell. The North what? The Powell. Powell. The Powell. The North oh. Powell. <laughs> he's from the North Powell. <laughs> Go ahead. Flying reindeer. Carry, Carry on. on. That one said flying reindeer. Somebody did say flying reindeer. You did. Yeah. In a later interview, he would recall that some reindeer they found the charged carcasses of. The others they did not find at all. Of the sheds, nothing remained. Everything was burned up and melted to pieces. Clothes, utensils, reindeer equipment, dishes, and some obars. The Jingle. owners of... <laughs> they were melted jingle bells all over the place. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> The owners of two gold mines in the area called one another on early telephones to accuse each other of illegally dynamiting the area. Due to the remote nature of the region, there were only two reported casualties from the explosion. 
From the outset of the event, researchers quickly concluded that the blast was an airburst caused by a massive meteor falling to Earth. In 1921, more than a decade after the event, Soviet scientists set out for the first time to investigate the blast. They wanted to find the meteor for the iron and other mineral deposits it likely held. However, they were unable to find any crater at the epicenter of the blast near the stony Tungsuka River. Instead, they found a ring of scorched trees still standing with their branches torn off. Surrounding these trees was a butterfly-shaped zone of trees that had been scorched and not flattened by the explosion. And while these scientists concluded that it must have been a meteor that exploded while entering our atmosphere, they did not discover any impact craters from the potential fragments. Many smaller indentations were initially considered, but were ultimately rejected as these small craters. So, with no clear proof for this cause of the blast, other theories on the Tungsk Tunguska event began to emerge. British astronomer F.J.W. Whipple suggested that the Tunguska... Whipple. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. It just is. Well, because Why is that funny? Day, we had a guy on TV called Mr. Whipple, and he was like this short, fat guy, and he played with toilet paper. <laughs> and every time I hear the name Whipple, I get a chuckle. Is, that, is there anything wrong with that? Yes, lots of things, but whatever. <laughs> Jesus, Webb. You remember Mr. Whipple, don't you, Chris? No? Okay. No? Okay, well. <laughs> Charmin commercials. Has he wandered off or what? was going oh, No, thank God, bear that's always wiping his arms. <laughs> All right, what did Mr. Whipple find? Mr. Whipple suggested that the Tunguska body was actually a small comet. Unlike meteoroids, which are celestial objects made out of minerals and rocks and comets, are structures of composed of ice and dust. Whipple believed that this could account for the fact that no part of the meteor was recovered as a comet could have caused the explosion while entering the atmosphere, but would have completely burned up due to the heat of entry. Was everything dusty? It no, it was just flattened, scorched, Whoa. destroyed, it's ground zero. Ice and dust. Yeah, and well, in Siberia, how would you know? Dust. Dust. Yeah. Not the ice part, because obviously in Siberia. It'd be like Pompeii, wouldn't it? I would think. Everyone would just be like frozen space dust. dust. Space dust. <laughs> Bet you could get a high snort in that. I don't know. It'd be worth a shot, though. We'll have to, to, you know, on our road trip, we'll have to stop in Tunguska and see what happens. We would indeed. We would Go ahead. Indeed. Uh, uh, okay. Chris has left the show, by the way. <laughs> Chris is gone. He's been thrown out. Are we Fuck even him. still live? Yes, we're live. We'll be okay. live for 10 minutes until he, unless he comes back. Right, okay, so this theory could also explain the glowing skies observed across Europe in the days following the explosion, as they would have been caused by the comet's trail of ice and the dust falling into the atmosphere. However, others have disputed that a comet could have reached this far into Earth's atmosphere to create the blast. This led to the theory that the Tunguska body was an extinct comet with a stony mantle that allowed it to penetrate the atmosphere. <laughs> 
other theories on the Tunguska event exist as well, including one by the astrophysicist Wolfgang Kunt. <laughs> Wolfgang Kunt? Is that what you Kunt. said? Kunt. <laughs> K-U-N-D-T. Wasn't he a guy? Wasn't he on TV? Does sound like Kunt. Yeah, Chris just messaged me that he's a fucking loser. Oh, he lost internet. Ah. So we better hurry up. We only have 10 minutes. We've only got right, 10 minutes. Five no. minutes Other Eight theories that, that the Tunguska event exists as well <laughs> included one by astrophysicist Wolfgang Kunt. Proposed <laughs> I don't think his name is Kunt. <laughs> it's Kunt. That's what you're saying is Kunt. Kunt. Oh, with a D. Okay. No. Yeah, K-U-N-D-T. Kunt. Oh, Kunt. Okay, got it. Who proposed the theory that the explosion was caused by an explosion of 10 million tons of natural gas released from, <laughs> released from the Earth's crust? Oh, Chris is back. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Does that mean if he comes back? With... <laughs> Isn't he a cooking guy on TV, though? That's what I, I was trying to get at. Wolfgang. Puck. I know what you're talking Puck. about, Puck. We'll there you go. Puck. Right. It still go sounds ahead. like a swear word. Okay, yeah. so to this day, an impact crater for the Tunguska body has never been found, leaving this enormous explosion still a scientific mystery waiting to be cracked. Now, there are theories that it was a UFO. UFO? I've read that. Yes. Go. Well, that's all I know. I'm leaning towards the UFO theory. There's no comet dust. There's no impact crater. There's no space ice. Just an Have alien space crash. Yeah. Spaceship that well, smashed through, destroyed 80 million trees. The Soviets recovered the carcass of the ship. Okay. And that's what led to the Cold War. Mm -hmm. That's why they won the space race. Because they had their sh that technology before the Americans. Way before. Americans I mean, got it in the 1940s. They, they, hold that shit the out of their, they hold that shit out of their horse and buggy back in those days. Can you imagine being on a, you know, you're barely past horse and buggy stage, and then this UFO crashes, and you, <laughs> you see this technology? It scared the shit out of you. You'd think it was magic. And then you'd immediately think, how can we win a war with this? Exactly. That would be my first guess. You'd be like, with this, I can take over the world. You could. Back you in could. those days. Nowadays, Back I in those days. Nowadays, probably not. You know, you'd have to assign the spacecraft, uh, you know, agenda and decide its marital availability and all mm. that shit. Yes. You know? oh, we got Chris twice now. Nice. We got two Chris's in the in the chat or in the show. Neither Kill one. Kill one Chris, two more shall take his place. Um. So I've also heard. Ah. Eh. Ah. We got a goose in the. <laughs> Sound like a goose. I've also nah. heard the theory of a nuclear explosion, an early nuclear explosion. Yeah, see, that's another theory, is that the Soviets were pissing about with a pre-nuclear <laughs> technology. Accidentally split a nucleus. 
and they yeah, had developed technology. Thing. Well, it wasn't an atomic blast, obviously, because there was no radiation. But yeah, by the time they had the ability to measure radiation, maybe the radiation was gone. No, because people went there in the 20s and nobody died from that expedition. And the villages all survived. Okay, so nuclear I mean, blast. you can't go anywhere near Chernobyl, even to this day. Mm. Have so you tried? Was, uh, no, but I've seen you know documentaries. Oh, well, that um, must be true. And ghost hunters. Mm. Yeah. That's all we're going to get, the, Chris, for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm pissed at this point. <laughs> so, okay. Possible uh, UFO is still on the table, right? Yeah, you are. Okay. Oh, now we lost. Full explosion. But could it have been zombies? Mm. Why would, a why zombie the fuck would zombie outbreak. make a fucking explosion? Oh, no, no, hear me out, hear me out. A zombie okay. outbreak in the Siberian wilderness. They're suddenly coming up from nowhere, eating everything. The Russian government's like, oh shit, we've got to deal with it. So they blow it all up and then cover it up. Okay, here's a there's some holes in your theory, Richard. Number one, no, zombies zombies tend to eat human people, right? They'll eat anything. You know, they're zombies. Reindeer? They'll eat reindeer? They'll eat reindeer. Okay, well maybe maybe that hole's not as big as I thought it was. Though. Flying reindeer? Maybe it was zombie reindeer. <laughs> there you go. Because that's all that inhabited that area, apparently, is zombie reindeer. There you go. Because zombie of reindeer. the zombie reindeer apocalypse that was imminent, the Russian government came up with some form of non-nuclear nuclear bomb and blew the yep. fucking place off the map. Got it. They had to. It was the only way to deal with the zombie reindeer problem. I think that's the only way to deal with any type of zombie. Yeah, blow it up without radiation. Could it have been that hell opened up in Siberia? Uh, it could be. Well, no, 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 no. There's a hole in that theory, too. Oh. You said in your eloquently stated pre-read statement that the sky Why opened Why you fuck your moose, Steve? Because you've already done it. You've already fucked my moose. Well... You know, you are we always assume that zombie, that hell is down, but what if it's up? What if it's everywhere? What if yeah. hell? What if that's why the sky split open because hell was coming from up? Yeah, maybe hell just has changed places for that day only. <laughs> One day only. There you are. So. Hell itself opened up and destroyed 80 million trees, which begs the question, what is the devil's problem with trees? I, I would guess. I mean, what if you wanted to impress somebody, why would you do it in the middle of Siberia? I mean, if you wanted to show your power, why would you do it? In a, two people died. Confirmed deaths, right? Yeah. Okay, well, if Satan wanted to open hell and just devour things, wouldn't he do it like in a more populated area? Wouldn't you think? Maybe he Just missed. <laughs> Maybe it was a test run, Steve. Yeah. Maybe it was and he missed. <laughs> okay. Okay, so so we have UFO, uh, non-nuclear nuclear explosion, uh, yeah. comet. We, yeah. haven't, we haven't discussed that part yet. I mean, you've talked about it, but... 
Yeah. Well, we have non a non-dusty, non-icy comet. Right. And a meteor that leaves no trace of its existence. Right. Oh, oh, a zombie reindeer. Or zombie reindeer. I mean, I think that between the two of us, Steve, we have cracked this. <laughs> How? We have no more answers than when we We've started. We've considered possibilities that the Soviet scientists weren't even willing to contend with. Hold on. They were just sitting there. Because my headphone jack sucks. All right, speak. We're willing to consider possibilities that those Soviet scientists weren't. They lived in their little box of science, and we've gone outside the box, and we're just throwing out ideas, and one of them's bound to be true. Ooh, there's um, a good one from the chat room. A black hole. A black hole just happened Ooh, to open up in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yep. Well, if you're going to have a black hole, Siberia is probably the best place to put it. It was a very socially conscious black hole. Yeah, it didn't want to kill that many people. <laughs> Just those, wanted to show us that it existed. Those two guys there, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other possibility. Maybe this was a murder. Those two people were the target, <laughs> and the rest of it was just the cover-up. The collateral damage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going to murder these two guys, but to make it look like some sort of space comet, <laughs> we're going to knock down a... How long would it take you to knock down 80 million trees just to cover <laughs> up a murder? And burn them and stuff. <laughs> take a while. That would be a lot of commitment. But I'm, if that I'm turns out to be work. the case, I don't even think the people that did it should go to jail because that is effort. Right well, I think the people who did it are probably, you know, long dead by now. But Well, yeah, they deserve some sort of recognition. They well, would yeah. put in, like, the, the world's most hardest night's work ever. It's like crop circles taken to a whole new level. That's what it was. We just we cracked it. It was crop those circles. two guys with those things on their feet knocking trees down and shit. And they and as they did it, they went boom. <laughs> boom. Oh wait, no, I got another theory. <coughs> I'm going to go off the crop circle theory. But All right. They have. What do they have in uh, Russia? Is it is it Bigfoot or is it like a Yeti over there? It's that um, it begins. It's got a weird name. Well, oh, anyway, they it. strapped boards to their feet, knocked down all yeah. the trees, eighty million of them. Yeah, and th those two guys just happened to get in the way, and then to try to cover it up, they set this big fire and shit with their mind speak, uh, not mind speak, but they were able to create it out of the sky, made it look really right, so impressive. Here we go. Russian Yeti, planks on their feet, mm -hmm. knocks down the trees, and then use psychokinesis to burn it all up. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think, you know what, Steve? It's not often I say this, but I believe you are completely right. <laughs> I okay? think so. Because I can't I mean, think. You can't, no, you can't think. No, I, yeah. can't I think, think we should just stop more. right there. No, <laughs> just stop right there. No, you answered it. Per you said it perfectly the first time. I can't think of anything more sane than that argument right there. That to me just screams, this is what happened. I think no. so. Well, you know, there is no other explanation. So the first thing you do is find the most outrageous one. And that's probably right. And cling to it.
and yes. pretend it's the truth and scream abuse at people that say otherwise. That's right. Yeah. Got any other theories, Richard? Uh, yeah, mice. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bigfoot with planks, asshole. Mice. <laughs> he said mice. I must. He said I must insult people who disagree with me. So. <laughs> Well played, Steve. <laughs> mice, mice nibbled through all these trees in one night. Mice nibbled through all these trees and set fire to them to get their hands on all the cheese in the village. They distracted the peasants with this elaborate all, show. All two of those peasants. All well, no, those two were just necessary casualties to add more realism to the plot. Everyone was going, oh, my God, what's going on here? And the mice just ran into the village and nicked the tree cheese. Yeah, I disagree. Oh, you do, do it. Well, fuck well, you. How did they set the fire? How did they make it come down from the sky? And you can't uh, use telekinesis. I've already, I've already used telekinesis. <laughs> You've already bagsied psychokinesis. <laughs> or psychokinesis, whatever, the kinesis stuff. That's no pyrokinesis, my bad. Whatever, some sort but, of kinesis. Yeah. They didn't hmm. need to use pyrokinesis. <laughs> they rubbed sticks together. They rubbed sticks together. They had loads of fucking sawdust from all the trees oh. they nibbled through. So are these like Eskimo type mice? I mean they they have to live in a pretty harsh environment up there. Not Eskimo. Yeah, they're, Siberian they're mice. Badass Siberian mice. They kicked the shit out of those normal field mice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kicked they the shit out of an entire forest. They are like the Mad Max of the mice world. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, out of those two theories, mine and yours, I don't know. Yeah. Both of them have some merit. Both some merit. Aliens, you know. Chris, do you have a theory? I missed half the show, so. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just make shit up like we are. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it was clowns. Clowns. Ah. Uh, yeah, no. Using helium. 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 Helium's flammable, isn't it? I don't know. No, I think hydrogen's. Well, they accidentally put hydrogen in their balloons. Instead of helium, like yes. the uh, Germans did with the Zeppelins. Right. And that way, hmm. you know, you know what happened to the, you know, the, uh, the, the good year that, that crashed in New York or whatever it was. Or the Hindenburg. Oh, that one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell where your mind was going. I was there to rescue you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. But yeah, no, I'd buy that. Hydrogen filled balloons. Hmm. Clowns. Well, hey, it, you know, there's no trace of any. I mean, it's as good a theory as any. There's no trace of anything else. I mean, it could have been hydrogen. In fact, that probably actually could be plausible. I don't know. Maybe there's yeah. a hydrogen explosion underneath. But see, that wouldn't it still leave some sort of, you know, crater or evidence or something? No. no that's the wonderful thing about this, is because there's no evidence supporting any theory, we can go absolutely batshit crazy with this one. I mean, and if maybe, it was a meteor... There would maybe be an impact crater. Mark. Yeah, maybe. Just throw enough darts, and one of them's bound so to So let's the say it turns out to be the Bigfoot with planks on their feet theory that turns out to be the right one. Will I get credit for that in history books? I bloody well hope so. I, I mean, would hope so too. 
someone should be like, oh, that's Steve Alcorn. Fucking thought that one up. He's a genius. Someone get that guy a Nobel Prize for geniusness. I hope it's prior to my death. I mean, no problem. Nobel yeah, Prize if I'm dead. I don't want a posthumous prize because I can't, you know, like get all the glory for it. Then I'll be dead. And Siberian children will <laughs> sing songs of your brave heroism. Well, they already do. <laughs> About what? <laughs> I don't know. My brave heroism. <laughs> the only song kids sing is about Steve Alcorn, the man that was suckered by Norm Glasser. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Seriously. What is, what, what, are we, what is the main consensus? What's the consensus on what The most happened? logical explanation is that it was a comet. Because that would explain. Oh, was that? What was what? I don't know. It sounded like somebody shit in their pants. Mm, did you shit in your pants? I didn't. I didn't shit in my pants. Chris, did you shit in your pants? No. No. It no like, one shit you know, in pants. A squirt, you know, like a dire diarrhea type, kind of like this. Oh, it didn't work. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna squeeze my vape bottle in front of the microphone. That's what it sounded like, but. My vape bottle doesn't make that noise. <laughs> this particular one doesn't. This is destroying doesn't. your entire argument. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the most logical explanation. A comet. If it, if it was a comet, because there was no impact crater. But there should still be some sort of evidence. You said that comets are made up of ice and dust and space stuff. Mostly mm. ice. I mean, it would have burned up in the atmosphere. Yeah, but there would uh, be dust. It's theorized that some of them are hollow, filled with gas, cause an explosion. You know, that would explain why there wasn't an impact. If a meteor had hit the Earth, Probably. you know, it would have created a, a bit of a, an eco-disaster. There would have been, you know, weather changes and all sorts. It would have not been a good time. But yeah, this, but this was, thing... Chop down 80 million trees. Yeah, but it didn't do anything worse. It just it was just a big explosion. So for whatever it was, it had to happen, you know, in the air. Nothing touched the ground. So have we ever had evidence of any other comet coming into the Earth's atmosphere doing the same sort of thing? Uh, no. Huh. So we don't know what happens when a comet makes contact with Earth. We don't know. No, no, we've got no idea. We can only so, theorize. So this theory is just as good as the Bigfoot with planks on their feet theory. It's says just as good as a zombie reindeer theory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because we don't know. We're just, we you know, grasping know. at straws. Yeah. I see. <sighs> Isn't that what pretty much happens every single thing we talk about? Well, no, there's usually an explanation. Like with Bobby Dunbar, he was probably murdered. Um, Dyatlov Pass, it was probably hypothermia. You know, if this is one of them rare cases when there's no actual probably to fall back on. Because I still think, though, if that if, if, there has to be some sort of trace of the dust that you would get out in space would be different than the dust in that region. So you would think they could do... Um, 
you know, whatever they do to get the, you know, inside of a tree, that kind of thing. The mm. trees on the outskirts that live, they can go in and take a core sample and shit like that and, and see if any of that dust is in there. Of course, then how would they know? Yeah. Because it's space dust. Space you know, we dust. Don't, we don't know what space dust's made of. Huh. I see. I see what I see what the dilemma is now. I mean, there's a, there's a dilemma. Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's just one of those, and there's no evidence for any theory. There was just a big ass explosion, and eighty million trees died, and that's all we know. Mm. But it's pretty cool to talk about. It's clear from the eyewitness testimony that whatever caused it came from the sky. Yeah. But that's all we know. That's all we know for sure. Steve, if it comes from the sky, it's got to be ancient aliens. What if it was like a death ray or something, and they were just practicing? They wanted to see how many trees they could cut down at one time. A death ray. Yeah, UFO came in and... Oh, right. It was a weapons test for UFOs. Yes. No, I buy that. Makes much sense. There's a guy up on that ship going, well, you really want the Series 15 laser cannon. This thing can go through trees like a hot knife through butter, mate, let me tell you. Were any of them actually cut, though, or were they just, like, toppled over? Uh, Most of them were toppled over. There was that ring in the middle that were just scorched. But none of them were cut, so laser laser weapon is off the table then. Huh. I tried. You tried, unless it was a sonic weapon. Ooh, sonic weapon. With fire. Fire. (laughs) Well, you got to always add fire to the weapon. It makes it more impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's a selling point fire, isn't it? I mean, you buy a car with go faster flame stripes on it, and, you know. It doesn't really do anything. It just no. more impressive. It just looks pretty cute. I mean, you've already done the damage by blowing the trees over. Right, You're exactly. just adding insult to injury when you burn them. Exactly. You just, yeah. like, the sonic weapon knocks them all back, and then you're like, well, might as well set fire to them now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever, <laughs> fucking, it was Logan Paul on that alien spaceship. I'm telling you, let's maybe just burn down this forest, man. Yo, maybe, maybe it was like an alien weenie roast. <laughs> <laughs> just roasting marshmallows over this shit. <laughs> yeah, an alien camping trip. Or they really, they were really hungry for reindeer meat. Reindeer meat. There you are. I wonder how does reindeer is that is that like typical deer meat? I mean, or does it taste like more? It, uh, there's a um, a reindeer farm up in Scotland, and uh, reindeer meat tastes a little bit like more gamey than venison. Ah, really nice. Well, maybe that's what the alien you know invaders had a hankering for at the time. Some reindeer, reindeer meat. I mean, they killed a lot of reindeer, from what I understand. They did. They were they were not. And obviously, if you're killing that many reindeer, you're going to need a large fire to cook the meat. Aye, and you have and you have a thing against Santa Claus. Well, yeah, I bet you, I bet you, some of those reindeer flew. <laughs> With the force I'll bet you they did too. <laughs> Maybe that's where that theory comes from, huh? 
You're attributing Santa Claus to Tunguska now. Yes. Okay. Well, the modern version. The modern version. With the flying reindeer. It came straight out of Tunguska. Flailing through the air, blown apart reindeer. (laughs) Somebody had to do that as a movie. That'd be great. Santa Claus trying to... That's what it was. Oh, I got it now. Santa was out there in the forest trying to invent ways to make reindeer fly, and he was sticking rockets up their ass. And it just went totally wrong. But I've got to be all the credit you earned from that Bigfoot wooden plank thing you've just lost now. That is just flat-out ridiculous. No. It makes more sense. No, it doesn't. Because it was an early test of how to make reindeer fly, and it failed miserably. Why would he need to make reindeer fly when he has magic elf dust? He didn't realize that that would make the reindeer fly at that time. He didn't realize. Okay. When was the first appearance of flying reindeer? All right, let's you know what? Let's, I'm going to find out. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Here we go. I'm waiting. I'm typing. I'm okay. very slow. R E I N. All right. Okay, first appearance of flying reindeer. Uh, who named it? Do reindeer fly? Okay, Santa Claus's reindeer. Uh, oh, never mind. Eighteen twenty-three. Okay. Actually, closer to eighteen twenty-one. But whatever. <sighs> but you were way off by a hundred years. So. Oh no no no, because of the poem. You know, um, wait, no, that was just the first appearance of reindeer pulling the sleigh. When did they first fly? That's what we need to know. 1823. Okay. Okay, so because of the poem, somebody had to invent a way to make reindeer fly. And it just took 100 years to do. Almost 100 years. That's your theory. Yes. It took them a hundred years to work out how to make reindeer fly. And they failed miserably. Ten to work out how to put man on the moon. Yeah. Well, once they learned how to make reindeer fly, they could make spaceships fly after that. (laughs) Actually, yeah, no, since rocket ships work essentially by big explosions, I, I have to credit you with that. Right. It, it all goes back. To, I mean, it's almost Christmas time. We might as well throw a little bit of Santa Claus into it. Yeah. Hmm. It's never too early to start celebrating Christmas. I went to Walmart today to uh, check out the Halloween clearance stuff, you know, because I sell on eBay and Amazon and stuff hmm. like that. And almost all the ha- Halloween clearance is already gone. What was Halloween? Five days ago? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And in its place was an entire six aisles full of Christmas crap. <laughs> yeah. Already. No mm-hmm. flies on Walmart. They didn't even man. wait. They didn't, I mean, they didn't even give anybody time to mourn the loss of Halloween. Oh, who mourns the loss of Halloween? Lots of people. Fucking freaks, that's who. I it's a disagree. pointless holiday. It is not a pointless holiday. It's free candy. It's the only day of the year you can go to somebody's door and take candy from a stranger and not get in trouble by your parents. Yeah, exactly. For kids, not for adults. 
We're the ones that have to buy the fucking candy. I don't buy any candy for children. What? No. I don't sit there on my front steps and say, hey, here's some candy, little kid. Uh, contrary to what you guys think. No, you sit in a van. Oh. <laughs> and do it all year round. I think it's a creepy holiday for that purpose, but whatever. You know, we, we decided not to hand out candy after we realized how much money we were spending on other people's children who we didn't even know. <laughs> so that's why we don't do it. Yeah. So, But these children have suckered all you guys into it. You're just not happy to give any out. You're actually everything that's wrong with society, Steve. I am completely everything that's wrong with society. Everything. Hmm. The Tendaguska incident, my fault. I, I agree. believe that. Yeah. I'm down. I, I stuck a, a rocket up a reindeer's ass and it just went way wrong. Wow. I'm just imagining it in my mind. The reindeer's flying around in circles, and that's what's causing all these trees to fall down. <laughs> just blowing all the trees over. It was great. Somebody yeah, had to make a I'll movie out of that shit. Yeah, Tenguska. Exploding reindeer asses. That's what it was. And, you know, because of all the fires and stuff afterwards, it would destroy all the evidence of the exploding reindeer. Got it. Yeah. Solved. Completely and totally solved. Mm. We can all go home now. Great. Uh, that was a f this has been the 40 and slip. We're already <laughs> home, Richard. We're all sitting in our own homes. Every well, one of us. Yeah, it was a metaphor. Oh. Well, Tunguska, how many incidents have we explained on this show? And All of them. All of them. I'm just right. a single one, Steve. <laughs> We're just, we're just coming up with the ideas, and because in this day and age you can be wrong just right just by saying you're right, that's how we that's do. That's right. That's, that's how, how we, do. we do. You know, my theory is just as good as anybody else's, and you can't tell me any different because we're in a politically correct society. In this instance, everybody's theory is as good as everyone else because there is no evidence either way for anything. There was just a big explosion in the middle of Siberia. And who cares about Siberia anyhow? Well, Siberians do. Yeah, all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where they send, like, the criminals and shit? Uh, it used to be, yeah, the gulag. Siberia or Australia? I think I'd choose Australia, but they do have some big-ass spiders there, so maybe not. Uh, I'd choose Siberia because there's less things trying to kill you. Except, you know, the environment and exploding so, reindeer. That's true, but in Australia, the environment's trying to kill you with how hot it gets and all the animals are trying to kill you. So. Hmm. It's really a coin Which will be warm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate cold. Yes, you will be warm. Yes. All year. Right? They don't have a winter there, do they? Uh, not as we would call it a winter. I think their idea of a winter is when it gets to 20 degrees Celsius. Which would translate to what, Fahrenheit? Yeah, I don't know. Like 70? 70. 70. Something like that. 20. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do the math. I'm going to work this one out. Oh, yeah. 
How are you going to do that, Richard? You just happen to have all these calcul calculation tools or 68 degrees. Yeah, see, I was right. 70 degrees. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Yeah. Hmm. Good times. What would happen if it was in Canada? I wish it was in Canada. This this uh, Tunguska thing. Because we'd have cool more people answers. live in Canada. Why well, do I'm we not saying to... I want to kill people. What do you want to I blow just... up Canada for? It's closer. I could go take a look. Ah. And maybe I could come up with a better explanation. No, I don't think you could. No. I bet you I could. All I no. have to do is, I, if I could go to Siberia physically and check this place out, maybe I would be able to figure it out. What, with your well-trained eye? Yes. What could distinguish what between a Bigfoot and a head in a box? How <laughs> 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 well, do you got me there? That's, that's the guy I put my faith in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <sighs> is there any lingering problems in the Tunguska area? I mean, is it, is it all grown back in the in that what a hundred yeah, and something uh, the forest is reforested a lot of it's grown back you can still see uh, parts of the circle but apart from that you know it's, it's like nothing happened all right that was a solved solved one then i'm calling that one solved we're calling that one <laughs> solved. Well, one of those explanations has got to be somewhere near the truth. One of them. One of them? One of them. One of them. Yeah. So, Tanguska solved. You can put that at the end of the title, Chris. Tanguska solved. Solved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might get a few more hits off of it that way. Oh, there goes uh, Chris again. Oh, Chris is gone again. Maybe we should just do the news. Yeah, uh, uh, Steve, do you have any news? Uh, it's just not the same when you ask. Here comes Steve with the news. It's Steve with the news. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and our first story today, exploding reindeer ass. No. <laughs> oh, here we go. America's most haunted town. Do you know what that is, Richard? Of course you do. Uh, you sent me the story. Yes. <laughs> Gettysburg. Get, oh, Gettysburg, yeah. I mean, that place Virginia. is haunted up to its ass. Since Chris decided to leave the show, Chris, we decided to do the news. So thousands of people died at Gettysburg, and they're still there. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Mm. Stroll Gettysburg's darkened streets on oh by the way, this is from theguardian.com. Why are all these news stories from like UK news sources? Huh. We have the best news stories. They're always fucked up. Yeah. Stroll but see, this is about an American town. They're always about American places. Don't you guys have any ghosts over there? We've got loads of ghosts. Well, give me a good you, ghost story from there. You can't go anywhere in England without hearing something about that ghost. My house is supposed to be haunted by a man who hung himself here 30 years ago. Huh. What did he hang himself with? Uh, rope. Oh. That 
seems to be the most chosen form of hanging yourself, yes. <laughs> Caught himself up in up to his ass in debt, decided to kill himself. Yeah, yeah, hey. I've never seen or heard anything, but he got out of debt. Yeah. I mean So the plan worked. It's only I'm money at the end of the day. I mean, even if you're homeless, you're alive. So not suggesting to our listeners to do that, but you know, it does get you out of debt. If they listen to this show every week, <laughs> there's nothing we can say that's gonna push them to suicide. <laughs> nothing. Not nothing. a single thing. <laughs> I'm surprised none of them have committed suicide from listening. Yeah, we don't know that's the case. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what happened to Jim Payne. No, unfortunately. Uh, Approximately 10,000 lives. I don't think he did, but approximately 10,000 lives were lost in Gettysburg and 30,000 more people wounded in the uh, three-day 1863 battle uh, to which Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania town lends its name. Gettysburg. I hope you're hearing these figures, black people. They probably played a pretty steep price for your freedom. Wow. <laughs> wow. I read a story about Gettysburg ghosts, Ooh. and Richard has to turn it racial. I've decided I'm going to throw in one incredibly inappropriate joke per episode from now on. That wasn't even funny. I don't know. I laughed. It was very inappropriate. So you got that part right. I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. Doesn't even make up for the whole slavery thing. No. Uh, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, Considered one of the most haunted places in the country, if not the world, Gettysburg has nurtured an uh, appropriately robust ghost tour industry. According to Destination Gettysburg, a tourism borough, there are 10 ghost tour and paranormal investigation companies operating in the town, which boasts a population of 7,700. There's more ghosts in Gettysburg than there is people who live there. <laughs> For many visitors, the sober project of com- commemorating the dead by the by day at the Gettysburg National Military Park is followed by a lighthearted, a lighthearted if more viscous, a more frightening escape at night. I'll just skip that word because I don't know what it means. Yeah, you uh, give me shit for not being able to pronounce stuff. Yeah, I just skip At it. least the stuff I can't pronounce is in English. You're tripping over basic words. The uh, park rangers won't answer any questions about ghosts, which is fine. Because uh, they're part of the cover-up. Yeah, Mark Nesbitt, founder of Ghosts of Gettysburg Candlelight Walking Tours, uh, says... Uh, there wouldn't be ghost tours in Gettysburg if not for Nesbitt, who calls the town a perfect storm for the paranormal. Uh, <laughs> it's just fucking, I am the ghost tour industry. <laughs> what a cunt. <laughs> there wouldn't be any if it weren't for me. <laughs> what a fucking dweeb. The ghosts are only here to, you know, pad my pocket. Because of Nesbitt. <laughs> He's summoning them to him with like a ghost pipe. <laughs> uh, in Sorry. 1993, before paranormal investigation was a staple of American tourism and cable TV, a Gettysburg Borough Council member approached Nesbitt about developing a walking tour based on the stories collected in his book. He wrote a book about ghosty stuff. 
within several years, Nesbitt's business evolved from a card table in the town square to a proper headquarters at 271 Baltimore Street, where it remains today. The house, of course, is said to be haunted. <laughs> where it's, you know, of course it is. <laughs> Gettysburg is lined with charming historic red brick buildings, many decorated with American flags. Uh, on a recent Saturday night, the air smelled like fire and sounded like crickets. Not to mention, why does that even have a part in the story? Not to mention to the live cover of the Allman Brothers' Midnight Rider, drifting out of a nearby bar. Uh, couples and families dined on a bustling patio beside the south wall of Farnsworth House Inn, flecked with white paint to highlight more than 100 bullet holes from the battle. Uh, on the opposite side of the restaurant, a pair of ghost tour guides in a black vest and a cap um, leaned against a porch with the unmistakable body language that accompanies good gossip. I, I don't even want to read this crap. It's in the first person again, Richard. You keep giving me these stories. Well, I do apologize, Steve. So, I'm going to, to slip sum up the rest of the story... Ghosts all came out of Gettysburg, killed the ghost tour guides, and that's the end of the story. I believe that. It was a, it was a terrible day. Yeah, I wish that would happen. Oh, here we got a photo, a paranormal photo that nobody can see because this is an audio-only show. The chilling moment. Oh, this is from halldailymail.co.uk. The chilling moment. A group saw ghost of a caretaker haunting old hall school. Where's Hall School at, I wonder? Probably Hall. Yeah, it's in Hall, which <laughs> is somewhere not around here. A chilling photo is said to have captured a ghost of a caretaker who is said to haunt a former Hall School and nightclub. <laughs> it's a school and a nightclub. The eerie image taken at the old schoolhouse in Malton. You want to know what the nightclub used to be called, Richard? What did it used to be called? Bongo Bongo. Hall School Bongo Bongo Club. On Friday, uh, November 2nd, this photo was taken and showed the face, uh, a face peering out from behind some old spirit bottles. History recounts the story of a caretaker who, during the Second World War, went outside the school during an air raid to tape up some windows and was hit by shrapnel from a falling bomb. Yeah, because that's the best time to tape up your windows. <laughs> He made it back into the school, which was at the time used as an air raid shelter, but died in the building. His ghost is still haunting the building. Josephine Affleck, owner of Totally Paranormal Events, another ghost tour place in Hall, and who led the trip on Friday night, said, We have visited the old school house quite a few times, and the two owners there are absolutely brilliant. They always welcome us and fill our guests with the history of the building and take all their money. It was one of the yeah. It was one of the guests who took this photo. He was going through the photos on his camera and spotted the face. I've seen the picture. It's not that impressive. Are they ever? No. Did you see Zasky's photo? I posted it everywhere. I have not seen Zasky. Oh yes, I did see that photo. HD it was about as Yes, it was about as impressive as this ghost photo. <clears throat> But now I've just done those stories because Richard gave them to me and I thought they sucked. But this one, this one from NJ.com. I think that's New Jersey, by the way. So it's actually an American story. And this is how the difference in these stupid UK stories and us Americans. <laughs> it's American made. 
Go on. The sex, the sex with Bigfoot movie starring a New Jersey school board candidate is even worse than it sounds. Uh, <laughs> How could it be worse than it sounds? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> meet Edward X. Young. X is his middle initial. Edward X. Young. Brick school board candidate. Exactly no one was asking for a movie about interspecies breeding with Bigfoot in New York in New Jersey, but that didn't stop Edward X. Young from getting one made. Young, one of six candidates running for three seats on the Brick uh, Board of Education next Tuesday, or this coming Tuesday, I should say. Get out and vote, people, is the star of the soon-to-be-released Bigfoot Blood Trap, uh, an ultra-low-budget horror movie made last summer that's now generating ultra-high controversy for the candidate. Could it really be that bad? Well, last year, Young mentioned his fascination. Okay, buckle your seatbelts, folks with Stalin-era Russian big biologist Ilya Ivanovich Ivanovov, I think I got that right, who in 1929 solicited female volunteers to be artificially inseminated with orangutan sperm. That uh, really happened. Yes, it really did. He, he expressed that interest to director-producer uh, John Oricio, a horror filmmaker based in Millville, New Jersey, I'm assuming. Uh, we were thinking about doing a horror movie, Oricio said, in an interview with NJ Advanced Media on Friday. Ed said he thought it would be a great Bigfoot movie, and I said, hells yeah. But the film's <laughs> sexual. I put the hell part in it. Yeah, uh, no, I'll go to it. <laughs> the film's violent sexual content has the current board uh, president warning that Young should probably not be in a position of making decisions that affect school children. Yeah, I kind of agree. Me too. In Blood Trap, Young plays a cryptozoologist uh, named Dr. Corman, and the film opens with his family being slaughtered by a Bigfoot after his wife attacked its offspring, Littlefoot. They called it Littlefoot in the movie. I don't know why. Bigfoot spares Corman's life only so he can abuse him. Uh, and that's only four minutes into the film, by the way. And this film is... <laughs> uh, Young did not return the text messages... Uh, asking for an interview with NJ.com. But in an interview with NJ Advance uh, Media Friday, Oricio said the international distributors insisted on opening the film either with a killing or a lesbian sex scene in order to guarantee it would be appealing to foreign audiences. <laughs> Those were the choices, and they went with death. <laughs> uh, so I figured, let's do killing in a lesbian scene, Oricio said. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see this film. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the film, two heavily tattooed women are shown filming their own erotic encounter in a forest. Naturally, they Naturally. bring in a, they bring a high-powered rifle with them just in case. Who wouldn't? Uh, Littlefoot stumbles into their shady glen, which, sure enough, he does. Uh, but shooting Bigfoot's fur baby will only get you your guts ripped out, and that's how things end up for the a pair. Uh, years later, we meet Corman again, now in a wheelchair, courtesy of his encounter with Bigfoot, and he informs a TV reporter of his desire, his desire to conduct experimental crossbreeding with humans and Bigfoots. Right, yeah. No. <laughs> now for the crazy part. Oh, what we, we haven't reached the crazy part yet. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just reading the story now. We'll spare you the tortured exposition of how Bigfoot is ultimately captured by a young woman 
her idiot brother, uh, conniving half-sister, and various uncles. They go into business with Corman, running his breeding experiments in their basement in hopes of getting rich because this is where the movie uh, gets super dark and offensively nuts. Well, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. no. Things go awry fast. Uh, remember those lesbians who were turned into kibbles and bits for killing Littlefoot? Uh, well, they left an impression on Bigfoot, and now Bigfoot just hates women with tattoos because they had tattoos. Uh, so what happens when you abduct young women after young women and they've all got a ton of tattoos, but you're still trying to breed them with Bigfoot anyway? Disembowelment. Lots of it. It's <laughs> thing it worked out at some point. Maybe I should get non-tattooed women and see how this does. Until oh, finally. or is it just like a conveyor belt? Fail. Beep. Fail. Beep. <laughs> okay. So finally, Corman abducts a door-to-door -door missionary who is tattoo-free, so yeah. she isn't shredded by Bigfoot. But soon it becomes clear Bigfoot isn't going to mate with the missionary, probably because he's a Satanist. I don't know. Which or leads, missionary. Yeah, or whatever. Which leads Corman and his cabal to turn to drastic measures. So Corman starts playing animal porn for Bigfoot to watch in the basement. <laughs> At this point, I love this story, Richard. Thank you. At this point, we began to we began to despair for the future of cinema, but also for mankind. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read. I want anymore. to see this film. I mean, <laughs> it is called. Let me get back to that part. Um, um, Bigfoot blood trap. Bigfoot blood trap. Blood trap. I'm going to try and see this film. Oh, yeah, if you find a link to it or something. I doubt that it's been actually released yet, but it sounds like great stuff. And this guy, I would vote for him. Not for my kid's school, but somebody else's. <laughs> for somebody else's school. <laughs> Stay away from my kids, but other people's kids, that's fine. Oh, yeah, screw up some other children. <laughs> Why would you even run for public office after making a movie that like that? I'm just wondering. I don't know, you know, Harvey Weinstein raped a bunch of women and carried on making films. People do fucked up shit. But he didn't, he didn't run for public office, did he? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but... Okay, well, there you go. I'm just saying, man, you know, that kind of shit happens all the time. People think they can get away with it. Anyway, fellas, that is the news. There goes Steve with the news. Boom. I like the shortened version of that. That was much better, right? Uh, I just um, at the end. Anyhow. This was the Fortean slip without Chris York. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> On that note, this has been the Fortean slip, episode 49, Tunguska. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Check out Richard's comic strip, Bigfootin' with Keith and Colin on Facebook. Check out the defunct, non-monetized YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash parabreakdown. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, I missed one. Check out Matt Knapp at youtube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads. And as Still always, monetized. check out Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash dreadfun. Uh, do we have a topic for next week? I thought we'd talk about the Winchester Mansion. Oh, Winchester Mansion. 
Sounds fun. Sure. It's, it's insane. The woman was mad. She thought she was haunted by all the spirits of the ghost that her gun had killed. She kept building her mansion to stop the spirits from killing her. It's a good story. I think we should screen Bigfoot Blood Trap and then talk about it on the show. If I can find it, we'll do that. If I can't, we'll do the Winchester right. Mansion. All right. And I'll have better internet. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. We'll see. See ya!